What does wedding crashers and getting back on the horse after a long holiday weekend have in common? Well, it has this particular quote that has stood the test of time. Rule number 76, no excuse. What does this have to do with it? And how can you use it to get back on the horse? Find out here on today's episode of the Millennial Weight Loss Podcast. Hey guys, this is Pete Weintraub, I'm a permanent weight loss specialist. Thanks so much for joining us today, a Tuesday, a rare Tuesday, May 29th on this edition of the Millennial Weight Loss Podcast. Now, here we talk to millennials like yourselves who want to lose 25 or more pounds, you struggled with your weight for years, whether from college, maybe since you entered the workforce, or maybe throughout your whole life. I can sympathize with all those things with you. I personally lost 100 pounds to my heaviest, which was when I turned 19 and I was in my sophomore year of college, to where I am now was not easy. Took six years of research, trial and error before I found what worked. And now it's my life's mission to help as many people as I can, yourselves obviously being the primary folks that I'm interested in helping. So today let's get into wedding crashes. Have you seen it? I'm sure you have. So that clip I showed you before, the rule number 76, no excuses, play like a champion. It holds very true to the mental game when you're getting back on the horse. And now I'll be completely transparent with you. My weekend from a nutritional perspective was completely fucked. Friday night, I went to the Yankee game with my friend. They don't really have healthy food by where we were sitting. And I hadn't eaten since about 12, 12.30 in the afternoon. It was about 8, 8.15 by the time we actually got up from our seats. We watched the first couple of innings before we went and waited in absurdly long lines to get overly priced food. Talk about spending $80 on two people's meals because my buddy got me the ticket, so I was kind of paying him back a little bit. Yeah, fucking ridiculous. But anyway, wasn't great. Ate a ton of crap there. I had a couple of beers. Saturday, my best friend from college came down to Long Island. He was passing through on his way to his girlfriend's family's place for some Memorial Day festivities the following day and on Monday. So we met up, went to a state park, and we played frisbee golf, which I'd never done before. A lot of fun, by the way. And then we went to this nice place in where I live. I live in Amityville on Long Island here in New York. Yes, that's where the Amityville Horror happened. In fact, the Amityville Horror House is actually one stop sign down. I live on the same block as the Amityville Horror House, so I pass it every day, at least once a day, leaving and coming back from when I'm out in the field. So went out to dinner at this nice place called Amity Ales in Amityville, and they're famous for their mac and cheese and they have this like grilled cheese sandwich, which is like a grilled cheese with pulled pork and uh, some other stuff. They're also known for their kettle chips. So we ended up getting that. And long story short, wasn't a great meal either. So I, like I'm sure many of you, do not have a great nutritional weekend. But I don't let it get me down because even if I have a bad day, or in this case, a bad weekend, I get back on the horse and I get back on my discipline. And now, this may not work for everybody. So I want to preface this by saying this may not work for everybody. So I'm a very self-deprecating person. And uh, it, obviously it's worked to my benefit in some ways. And in some cases it's worked to my detriment. To my benefit it works because when I doubt myself or when others doubt my ability to do things, then I always come through. When I was a kid, I was made fun of relentlessly for being fat, for being out of shape, for how I looked when I put on my swimsuit and took my shirt off to the point that I actually brought two shirts with me to my summer camp 
because I didn't want to be made fun of without my shirt. So I figured I'd rather wear a t-shirt that I get soaking wet in that's a bitch to take off than to get made fun of. I was made fun of all throughout middle school and high school because I started playing sports really late. I'm not naturally athletic. I had to work really hard to get to even a semi-competent level. I played baseball. Luckily, I'm fast, so I ran track, and I was reasonably successful in that capacity. But yeah, it, uh, it was definitely not a fun upbringing, and I mentioned in my previous episode, which you guys can check out by going to the card above, that I was made fun of a lot in college. Friends, family, when I came home after I'd gained 70 pounds the first three months of my sophomore year. And then after, when I got back to school and it looked like my friends there noticed that I was overweight. So I've dealt with being made fun of my whole life. I've dealt with people doubting me in several capacities my whole life. And just about every time I've been doubted, I've found a way to come through. And I've, I've been very stubborn, which has worked, been both a blessing and a curse, but I've been very persistent in my attempts. And so if you're someone like me where you take self-deprecation and, and it bothers you, and it does bother me, like when I doubt myself, obviously that bothers me, but it really hurts even though I'm not as big on people approving of what I do or how I look or anything like that as I used to, obviously it hurts when someone, especially when someone you know doubts how you're doing uh, from you know a physical perspective, a mental perspective, uh, wh where you're going, you're like, wh whatever, right? So I always tend to push through. I use that as a prime motivator. So when you think about Wedding Crash and you think about that clip, I'll play it here again. Rule number 76. When you think about that clip, rule number 76, no excuses, play like a champion. That's through the test of time. You hear it all the time. You hear it on Sports Talk Radio. You hear it uh, on different types of programming. But still to this day, even though I think the movie came out in 2005 or 2006, it still holds true to this day. And the reason being, but it sums everything up really great. So after a bad weekend of eating, and I can really attest to this today because I'm really feeling it today, after a bad weekend of eating, you're kind of reactivating and re-stimulating your body's desire to eat processed, refined carbohydrates. So I had beer, I had burgers with buns, I had hot dogs with buns, I had french fries, I had a lot of shit this weekend, mac and cheese, I had a lot of shit this weekend, you know, particularly Friday and Saturday. So my body over the last few days has really been craving stuff like that because let's face it, and that's what the body wants. The body's preferred, and I use quotations if you're listening, and the reason that I use quotations, whether you're watching or listening, when I say preferred method of energy is carbohydrate is because it's fast, it's instant. Even if it's a slow digesting carbohydrate, it still hits you faster than if you're digesting protein or fat, especially fat. Fat is a very slow digesting source of energy. So to give you a quick biology lesson, there's two energy pathways that our bodies utilize. There's glucosis, where we use carbohydrate to fuel our bodies, and then there's lipolysis. The only key difference being that when we're in glucosis, we crave carbs. So when you're craving these processed, refined, shitty carbs that you have, when you have a long holiday weekend, or you have a bad cheat meal or whatever, it's because your body wants to continue to fuel itself based on that. It doesn't want to tap into your, your fat stores. It's almost like a biological defense mechanism where your body wants to hold on to the stored fat you have, whether you have a lot of it or a little of it. Obviously, if you're watching this, you probably have more than you'd like. And it wants to hold on to that in case there's a time of famine or starvation. It wants you to have as much fat storage as possible. So if you have to go days or weeks or even months without eating, 
You can survive. You can use your fat stores as a fuel source. That's what lipolysis is. And the way to get into lipolysis and to use your fat, like your body fat, as your fuel source as opposed to using carbohydrates is obviously you got to cut back on the processed refined carbohydrates, minimize your added sugars, minimize your starch intake, and you have to eat decent amount of protein and a higher fat diet, right? And obviously that's been looked down upon by the health and medical community for the last 60 years. Luckily over the last decade or so, that's starting to reverse. The ketogenic diet's getting very popular and different aspects. I have my own form of this called the lipolytic diet, which you can find in my food guide. I'll have a link to that in the description below as well as to my recipe book. But long story short, if you're eating a diet low in carbohydrates, decent amount of protein, like a moderate amount of protein and a higher amount of fat, then you're not spiking your insulin levels regularly and stimulating something called the insulin resistance cycle. And thus, your body is able to tap into its fat source as its fuel source because, yes, while protein elicits a small insulin spike and most fats, it's pretty neutral, doesn't do anything to your blood sugar, which is good. You want to have your blood sugar levels pretty steady. You don't want it fluctuating throughout the day. That's why five-hour energy, they bank on that two o'clock feeling because a lot of people are grazers. And even if they don't eat a ton of food in any one sitting, they're eating these high-sugar, high-carb foods throughout the day, whether in the form of snacks or small meals. And as a result, every few hours, they're hungry because their body burns through that carbohydrate. Whatever is not used within 45 minutes of ingestion is stored as fat, and then a couple hours later after your crash, you feel hungry because your body needs more carbs to fuel itself. Whereas if you eat a diet higher in fat, moderate amount of protein, low carb, then you're fuller for longer, so you don't eat as much food, right? Your energy levels stay consistent, which means you don't get brain fog, you don't get tired throughout the day unless you're not sleeping, that's a whole other can of worms, and there you go. So with rule number 76, let's keep telling yourself. So let's say you enter the office today. Let's say you, you work in, in some type of corporate setting. Maybe you're a doctor in a hospital, whatever. You walk in and one of the secretaries or someone there brought in a huge thing of donuts. And you love donuts. And you've had a bad weekend of eating just like I did. And you really, really want the donut. Like you're craving it. Your, body, your stomach is growling. And just the thought of it is making you salivate. It's like the Pavlov's dogs things. Well, fuck that. Don't give in. What I do, honestly, it's stupid, but it works. And I've told this to some of my clients who tend to have problems getting back on the horse due to their now re-stimulation of their physical addictions to sugar and processed and refined grains is I tell them, keep repeating in your head, rule number 76, no excuses, play the champion, rule number 76, rule number 76, keep repeating that. And then if you give in, you're going to feel really shitty about yourself. Like I know personally for me, it's kind of fucked up, but I'll say to myself like, oh, you stupid scumbag piece of shit. You gave in on this thing that you know you shouldn't have eaten. You've already had you know, two or three bad days and now you're going to have this on top of it. What are you doing to yourself? I get myself really down so that the next time the situation presents itself where I'm going to eat that crappy food, I'm not going to because at that point I've already given in to my craving out on top of the holiday weekend or whatever bullshit excuse I gave to myself. And it's not gonna fly anymore. We need to get back on the horse. So it really works well for me. It's worked well for a lot of my clients. And on top of that today, already to two or three of my clients, I have a nutrition program, which I'll be promoting to you guys shortly, which is pretty affordable. If you can afford a cup of coffee a day at Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts, you can definitely afford this program. And 
basically I give my clients daily nutritional accountability. So a lot of them fell off the wagon this weekend for various reasons, whether it was the holiday, one out of death in the family, like there's a lot of shit going on in people's lives where they'll fall off. And I just keep telling them all the time. And this is usually now my number one go-to when they fall off, but they know what they're doing. It's rule number 76. No excuses. Regardless of what pops up, you can have a bad meal. You can have a bad weekend. You can have a bad week. You can even have a bad month. But the key to being successful on this journey is to keep getting back on the horse and to keep overcoming the re-stimulation of these physical addictions because it's really easy to re-stimulate your dependency on glucose, on carbohydrates. In order to overcome that dependency, you have to have some willpower. Unfortunately, that's what it comes down to. So when you see those donuts in the office when you walk in first day back to work after a long holiday weekend or maybe a week off, maybe you went away on vacation and you went fucking crazy and you came back and those donuts are looking a lot more enticing to you now than they did a couple weeks back before you went ape shit on your trip. You just got to get through the physical process. Unfortunately, and you think about addicts, think about alcoholics, think about people who are addicted to cigarettes or maybe even harder drugs and they check into a rehab center. Usually, they're in there at least a month. Within three to four weeks, your physical addiction to any of these things, regardless of how long you did it, tends to go away. The reason that there's such a high frequency of relapse among addicts, and this, and there's a ton of food addicts in our society, nobody talks about it, but the problem lies in what's upstairs, right? And we talked about this on the last episode in some capacities in terms of how to encounter a social situation when you go out to a bar, a restaurant, a place where there's not healthy food or drink, or not at least a great variety of healthy food or drink, as opposed to going with the masses and doing the same thing that everyone else is doing. You stick to your guns, you have a healthier form of alcohol. If you're going to have alcohol or you don't have any at all, and instead of eating, you know, mozzarella sticks, pot stickers, and other apps that are not going to help you in any way, shape, or form, you instead maybe you get a salad if you're hungry, or you either eat beforehand or you eat afterwards, and you avoid eating the crap there. It's really It really comes down to willpower at the end of the day and determination, and it's not all that difficult, especially when you have a stupid saying like rule number 76 repeating in your head. So do me a favor, try it out and let me know how, how it goes. So there's a few ways that you can let me know how it goes. The simplest way is to subscribe to my channel and to leave a comment in the video below and let me know how it works. Try it for a week. So if you're having trouble getting back on the horse or even getting on the horse in the first place, try it for a week. Every time you encounter a situation where there's a highly processed, refined carby food like donuts, cookies, cake, pizza, shit like that, and you avoid it, just keep telling yourself rule number 76. See how much that works for you. It sounds stupid. It sounds crazy. But trust me, it works. The second way you can do it is to join my Facebook group. Just type in Millennial Weight Loss Podcast in your search bar and ask to join the group. You'll be let in very shortly thereafter. And I'm always interacting with the group members. So I'll be asking how your weekends went. Today, obviously, I'm going to be asking people about wedding crashers and about this. I'm going to ask them, try it out this week. Every time you want to give in, rule number 76. See how often it helps versus it doesn't. And see how you feel after you give in despite repeating it to yourself. Trust me, you'll beat the shit out of yourself. But the next time a situation presents itself, you'll definitely think twice and you're probably not going to act on it. And then the third way is to simply email me. You can email me 
It's very simple at Pete at weightlossbypete.com. Again, that's Pete at weightlossbypete.com. So I hope you guys found this helpful. Do me a last favor, subscribe to the channel, whether it's here on YouTube or join the Facebook group, or if you're listening on audio to my podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, please subscribe and leave a review. I would love to hear from you. Any ideas you have for upcoming episodes, things that you're struggling with, i love to cover for you because I'm sure if you have a question or you're not sure about how to handle something going on on your health or on your weight loss journey, I've been there, I've done it. Like I said, I've lost 100 pounds my heaviest to where I am now. I've been in the industry for 10 years helping people lose weight for good, and I'd love to help you do the same. So if this is a way to do it, please subscribe, leave a review, and let me know in the comments below or this video or some of the other ones or other episodes in the past how I can help you out, all right? So guys, thanks so much for checking this out. Again, my name is Pete Weintraub. I'm a permanent weight loss specialist. We'll be coming back at you tomorrow and Thursday with our second and third episode of the week. You don't want to miss it. So for that, I'm about to sign off. Have a great rest of the day, everyone. Talk to you tomorrow. She's a little bit vulgar.